What's up, guys? We're back. FBU podcast here coming live where we help gym owners get more clients, make more money, and have more freedom. Today, we're going to be discussing the four most important business skills for gym owners. But uh, before we get rolling, I want to remind you, if you head over to vincesfreebook.com, you can get, well, if you guys are watching this, you can see those, those books back there. You can get that book right there. It's, it's kind of, and if you can't see it, I'm sorry, but it's the that book right there. It's a really good book, actually. Highly recommend it. So head on over there. I think you just cover the shipping and you get the book free. So uh, head on over to vincesfreebook.com. But Big Vince, what's up, buddy? Actually, what's up? I give us, I forgot to give us an introduction. So it's obviously it's Coach AB alongside my co-host. My phone's ringing. Jesus Christ. Uh, alongside it's, my co-host. It's Jesus. Jesus is calling you. Yes. Jesus, take the wheel because that's what it's been like, man. Business has been booming is an understatement so jesus take the wheel sometimes because that's how it feels i had i yesterday alone i've gotten yesterday alone five inquiries just yesterday like random coming through your website coming through the website call in um that's just like what came in like that's organic came in yeah like, I, I, there's the feeling of that in the mastermind i mean you're obviously a little head and shoulders above most everyone else. But I do feel like that there's that, you know, same kind of feel that people are starting to really get bumping and busy. We're, we're feeling it at GFP um, as well. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's like people are getting vaccine shots. People are coming back and they want to do stuff. So I still get things about the mask though. Some people just really yeah. don't like the mask. It's really not that big of a deal. I don't know why people make such a big deal about it. We got to understand, especially it depends on like, you know, a guy that may be older and, you know, maybe his blood pressure is a little higher and it's it's harder to breathe and stuff like that. Uh, That's a factor um, for those. We do have some people that actually opted out of small group training um, for one-on-one training because if we train them one-on-one, we can take them outside and they don't throw their mask outside. So there are, we do have some people that they were that set on not wearing a mask that they're paying three times much more money for one-on-one than they are for small group. So it is, it definitely is a factor. This is fine. Um, I meant to follow up with you based on what our rant was last week about the broccoli thing. Did anybody say anything to us about that? No, no one has, no one has yet to, uh, to respond uh, in defense, in defense of their broccoli. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. So let's cover the four most important business skills for gym owners. And I think that this is a, this is cool. I don't think this is just for business uh, gym owners, but I think this is just a business skill that you need to have in any business, obviously these four in particular. So I, I think it comes down to, you know, if you really, there's so many things, right? There's so many things that, we have to do in business, right? You have to market your business. You have to train the people. You have to manage the financials. You have to make sure that the operation is running smooth in terms of the scheduling. There's a lot, right? And in the beginning, we kind of got to do everything. But just because you do everything doesn't mean you need to become a master and get great at everything. And so the purpose of today is to really narrow down what are the things that are most important to be good at? Because I'm going to tell you right now, it is not that important for the owner of the business 
to be really good at navigating mind body or navigating our software search. So, so I own a company, a digital marketing agency, right? And I sell a software. Now it's a, I have a business partner in it, so it's a little different. And he knows every ins and out of that software. But I have logged into the software three times. I don't go in there because it's not in my wheelhouse. And so I think that uh, I, I had a whole last mastermind. I, 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 I kind of went off on some people. And because I really, CEO or you mean no, at, at the last mastermind meeting, I kind of started to get a little tough on people. I'm starting to, you know, the more I do this, the more I know what works and what doesn't, uh, the more I'm like, can start yelling and stuff like that. But I basically <laughs> told them to stop tinkering. Do you remember that? Do you remember me going off? Like uh, you might've not been on that one, but I I said, stop tinkering. And I was looking in the camera and I was yelling at everyone to stop tinkering around with every little thing going on in your business. Because all the time you're spending tinkering with all the stuff that you're trying to figure out that you should be paying someone 15 bucks an hour to do that is taking away from what you should be doing. And so the purpose of this today's podcast is to really narrow down based on what are the things that are going to help your business be successful? What should you focus on getting good at? And this is, you know, you know, obviously this is the beginning. Um, in the beginning, like I said earlier, you're going to have to do a lot of stuff in the beginning. But as you move forward and as you do more, you're going to have to stop doing some stuff and start doing less stuff more. Right. It's so true. You know, and I think when you start like experiencing this stuff and you really start like going, you know, your business starts to grow and it starts to catch legs. You start to realize like I think for me first, initially it happened when I realized like, okay. It doesn't make sense for me to train anymore because now I can offset the training to someone else. Now I could focus on the sales. And then once you start focusing on the sales, now you're like, okay, well, I can have somebody else do the sales. And then it's just like you take a step back from there. But it's very, very true because we, as just gym owners, I think, love to tinker because we love to feel busy. And it's being busy working on the wrong things for sure. I do that. I'm very guilty of doing that too. Um, very, very guilty of doing that too. Yeah. Yeah. And I still yell at you for that, but so that this, you have to think of like, what are the skills that are very hard to give up or very expensive to give up? It's not that expensive to give up an admin position. It's not that expensive to give up a trainer position. It's kind of expensive to have someone come in and market your business for you at least the right way. Right. And do it well. Right. And so you almost got to think about what is the highest value activities for your business? What are the rain making activities that you need to focus on? getting? So here's number one. Number one is sales and marketing. As long as you're a gym owner and as long as you own a business, you should constantly be focused on becoming better at selling and marketing. Now, Selling and marketing are two totally different skills. And I will tell you this, 
I much prefer marketing to selling. And my reason why is this. I can market and come up with ideas for marketing while I'm lying in bed. I can sit on my front porch at my house and think of marketing ideas that are going to be really, really good and really profitable for my business while I'm sitting on my front porch with a cup of coffee thinking. Well, I also will, I'm going to say something else to that too. I think with the sales stuff, it's like you almost sit with not rejection, but it's almost like it's not as fulfilling as the marketing, you know, cause you have to, you're almost like, oh, I got to convince this person to join. Like they really need it. And you're kind of like, then you get no, you get told no, and you got to like fight back. And, you know, so it's like, you're in that constant stream of like, I don't want right. to say negativity cause that's not the right word, but it's almost like you're, you're in a state of like trying to convince people all day long. We're like with marketing, you could really like, you know, get your message out there. I think a little bit better. So I agree with you on that. Right. But, but I do think they're both important skills and it is easier to find a salesperson than it is a marketing person, right? There's a lot more people out there that have sales skills that have, that have marketing skills, at least that are effective. Right. right? Um, so I, I will say this though, it is important for the gym owner to be able to sell because at the end of the day, if shit hits the fan and you, you got to fire everybody and step in, you need to be able to sell. You need to be able to sit down with new clients and you need to be able to, similar to what you're doing right now in your business, just selling memberships left and right. So yeah. you need to be able to have that skill. Okay. But this, sales and marketing is something that you should never, ever lose sight of and lose touch of. It should always be on your radar and it should always be a skill that every business owner is looking to produce. So now that's a very basic synopsis, right? We've talked in depth about marketing before on this podcast. We've talked in depth on sales before. That's not the point of it. The point of it is what is the focus, right? If we're to narrow down, what are the skills you should get good at? And what are the skills you should be spending time on? That's number one. Yep. Sales and marketing. Sales and marketing. If you could pick one over the other, which one do you think would be more vital to have as a gym owner sales skills like so if you had limited time in a day and you needed to really learn one of the two which one do you think would be better for someone as i said marketing 100 percent um See, because I I, i'm gonna disagree i think yeah so. i think you need to be able to sell anything you know i think that uh this you have to be able to sell yourself to do everything in life so i'm gonna disagree with you i think sales is the better skill my have. only point in saying that and that, no, they're both important right you can't you're not gonna have one without the other right there's no point in having market my point in saying it sales is it's as i said earlier it's much easier to find someone that can sell yeah. than it is to find someone that can market plus i believe in lifestyle right i want to have a lifestyle that i own and i control and Literally right now, the marketing that I'm doing for GFP is brilliant that I am just thinking of ideas to market the business and I'm spitting them at our marketing person. She's going and doing it. And so I'm marketing my business, but I'm hanging out with my kids. I'm hanging around my house. I'm putzing around and just ideas come to me and they get implemented. So that's why I like marketing as a skill set. Um, because of that, because of the lifestyle component of it. Um, so no, they're, they're both of ultra importance. Like you're not going to have one without the other, but in terms of if I were to pick one, I believe it is a higher value activity. Right. Marketing is a higher value activity than sales 
is. So that, that would be my answer to that. But you're 100%. They're both important and you need to be able to do both. Number two, we got leadership. I think that that's a, that's a critical one. I think that that's the one that you kind of, I want to say out of all of this list, I think that's probably the one that you should probably pick up earlier, but it's probably the one you learn last. It's, you know, I think about this and I think about where gym owners get stuck. And there's a lot of gym owners out there that can, you know, they train people, they make money. There's a lot of gym owners that, that can naturally be salespeople. But when it comes to actually leading a team and leading yourself, that's when I see things start to come off the rails. People start to realize and understand that, all right, now I am responsible for the growth of a company. I am responsible for what happens next. I am responsible to make strategic decisions. I'm responsible to communicate a vision, right? And all these things are leadership qualities that maybe have never been taught, that maybe we've never had experience with them before. But John Maxwell has this thing called the law of the lid. And the law of the lid states that your organization will rise to the owner's level of leadership. That means that if your leadership is at a nine, that your organization stops right below that, that you'll never get past your ability to lead. So that's why it's so important. And then, you know, you know, we talked about it being hard to find people that have really good marketing skills. Well, it's really hard to find people that are going to be great leaders. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of business owners maybe took the chance was because they did have some of that leadership capability. But I believe if you're, especially, I mean, here's the thing, can you survive in one gym, you know, to have 200 members and kind of keep everything at bay and be good. Yeah. You can probably survive without great leadership skills, but if you're looking to grow a company and you're looking to grow something and, and, and expand your wealth beyond multiple things, um, you have to understand leadership. And I will say this, the most important quality of leadership is understanding um, vision and how to communicate vision, understanding how to, which we talked about recently on one of our other podcasts, but un understanding um, how to get from a point A to point B, right? And how to clearly define what point B looks like. That is like, if you look at any leadership kind of definition, your ability to communicate vision and your ability to come up with the vision of where you want to go is, is just, is, is massive. So I think as, as, as a business owner skill, you have to be constantly always raising your level of leadership. Um, I believe that the best way to do it, um, one is that, you have to look at leadership as a skill. You have to look at this as this is something that can be learned. Like you can learn how to be better at sales. You can learn how to be better at marketing. You can learn how to be better at leadership. And part of your education process needs to be, I'm looking to make myself a better leader. That's one, right? But that's not the only one, right? The second thing is, are you actually doing it? 
are you actively actively leading? Are you actively leading your team? Are you actually actively, you know, sitting down and having good meetings and, you know, really telling people the truth about what they need to be doing? Are you do, are you getting good at, um, you know, um, communicating what someone's role should be? Are you getting good at deciding what their role is for the company, what they need. That's one of the biggest things business owners are bad at is they don't hire people because they don't know what they should do. They don't hire a marketing person because they're like, I don't really know what that marketing person should do. Or they don't hire, and HR is not a good example, but they don't hire a head of operations because like, I don't know what this person's even supposed to do all day. And so they just do it themselves. Right, because they don't know. Well, leadership is about figuring that out. Leadership is about what does the company need? What is the role that that person you know, needs to fulfill and going out and finding the person to go do it, which is recruiting and hiring, which is our fourth one, which we'll talk about in a second. Right. But so going out and actively being so one is learning about leadership. Two is actively going out and leading. And three is learning about leadership from other mentors. Is finding other mentors. I, I you know, one of my mentors is Paul Goff. Right. And I learned a lot from him just from watching what he does. And so you got to surround yourself with people that are our leading team members that are our leading organizations. That's how you get better leadership. But man, that's a skill that if you want to grow a good business, you got to be good at. Yeah. And I guess a question to you, I mean, you have a couple of different businesses at this point and you're basically, you know, it's 11 o'clock and we're recording a podcast. So how are you able to kind of juggle multiple streams of income, so to say, and be a good, effective leader to all of those. This is probably outside the scope of the podcast. No, no, it's a good, it's a good question. And here's the thing. The, the, the issue is you have to um, only be responsible to a small number of people. So let me ask you this. So yes, I have four companies, but how does someone do that with uh, 70 companies? Yeah, you have to have- Right. You know, you can't like you can't you can't say so there's a point person at each company. Mm -hmm. And maybe when you have 70 companies, one person is responsible for 40 of those companies. And you just talk to that one person that's responsible. So it it, it comes a cascade. So I'll give you an example. Most of the time at GFP, I really only talk to Leo, who's the GM, and I'll talk to the marketing person. That's really I, I have very little communication with our trainers, if any at all. Right. Um, Kiss Marketing, our, our marketing agency. I talk to my business partner, Will, and we have staff members. Minimally, do I communicate with these other staff members? Minimally, if at all. So my, all of my conversations is with, with, with my business partner, Will, who's, who's kind of acting as the CEO of that company. Right. And so that's how you lead. You, you, you can't talk to everybody. You can't lead everybody. You have to find who the leaders are in your companies and lead them. So that'd be the answer to that. I think um, it was uh, Jeff Bezos from Amazon. I heard this recently that he has CEOs. He calls them CEOs. And he has like, uh, basically, like you said, those point people and he calls them CEOs. So I guess he'll someone in the marketing department. That's his CEO. That's the one person that he reports to. And Amazon's a huge company. So I think there's a lot of uh, truth to what you just said. So that's pretty, pretty cool. I was just curious about that because I can only imagine, you know, running four different companies, not even like it's the same thing where it's like, you know, I have two gyms. It's, it's the same exact thing, but you have four different things. So it's, it's cool. So that's why I was curious about that. Yeah. 
All right. Number three is personal productivity. So, I mean, here's the thing. If you're going to be a business owner and you're going to call yourself an entrepreneur, you have to be able to get shit done, but you also have to be able to identify what are the most important things that you should be doing. So this is kind of one of the purposes of this podcast and personal productivity is kind of that, but you have to identify what are the top things that you should be doing right now? So for example, and this is breaking down, broken down to the actual category. So uh, I'll just give you an example. So like one of my, you know, most important skills in um, my consulting business is to do this podcast, right? That that is like one of the most important things. And so being productive is about knowing what not to do almost as much as knowing what you should do. So that's really, and so can you, do you do a good job of managing your time? That's one thing, but the, the, the secret to personal productivity is identification of what you shouldn't be doing and then spending majority of your time and focus and energy on the things you should be doing and then getting other people to do the other stuff. Yeah. That is the secret to productivity. It's not a time management, you know, thing. It's not a specific book to read. It's not, it's, it's, it's as much a personal productivity is, is all about identifying what you shouldn't do, getting, going all in on what you should do and then hiring out the rest. That yeah. is the secret to productivity. I think for, uh, I mean, I don't know if you, if I'm wrong in saying this, but I think for me too, I agree with you 100%, but I think for me, just time blocking too has really been huge. You know, it's okay. Like every week we set aside a time to do this podcast and it's just, it's just a non-negotiable. It's the same thing with my workouts. You know, um, it's the same thing with, you know, whatever else that's my time. Like I pick my daughter up, I take her to gymnastics every Thursday. That's my time. It's just blocked out on the calendar. That's always helped me. I think I learned that way back in the day with the one-on-one -on -one training when I was, uh, when I first started, but that's really where you learn how to manage your calendar for sure. Well, I'll tell you just on that point, um, this is probably the most important tool that a business owner could have. What do you got there, man? What if they can't see that? So, okay, so I'm holding up a kitchen timer. And so I keep this kitchen timer in my backpack. Right. And when I want to sit down and do work, I sit down and I set the timer for how long I feel like I want to work for. And I will focus on only do that specific activity until the timer goes off. It's a good, it's a good and so basically I have this and see, I got it yellow. So now, and, and this is the only thing I use for that. I used to use my phone, but I was like, this is so important. This is worth going out and buying a separate timer just for this, because I know when this timer comes out and this timer gets put on my desk, that yeah. it's time to work and yeah. it's time to go in and it's time to focus. And I'm turning off the phone and I'm not checking email. And I've made a rule that when this timer is on, I'm doing good work. I'm doing focus work. I'm not being distracted. And I, I believe that. <laughs> I think you stopped the timer. <laughs> yeah. 
but but I I, I believe this I hope it is, wasn't working right now because you just stopped it. <laughs> I believe that this little timer, and if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see it. But if you're not watching this on YouTube, you you I'm holding up a ten dollar kitchen timer. This was the most. This is the best investment you'll ever make. Right, because it stands for a lot, and I and I got a small one because I keep it in my backpack, and I pull it out, and I got it yellow because it stands out, and I've just made this pact with myself that when this thing comes up, bam, it's time to get to work. Well, it's like what Tony—I forget what they call it—but Tony Robbins has does that with like triggers. I forget uh, like neuralistic programming. I forget um, what it's called, but anchors, like, uh, anchors, yeah, anchor, yes, yeah. yeah, anchor. Because I used to do that with powerlifting, not the timer, but I would every time a certain song came on, it was like, that was my goal song. And then on meet day, I'd play the song and that was like, kind of wake everything up. And it's like one of those things, but as you pull it out and it anchors you for that work, it's a good one. I like so that. The, so the whole productivity thing is really based on this. Don't do what you shouldn't do. Go all in oh on God. what you should do. Narrow it down to only a few things and then get militant with when you sit down to do work to not be distracted. That's, that's like in a nutshell, if you just do those three things, you're going to be 10 times more productive without reading a time management book without like, like just like it's don't do what you shouldn't do the most important things. And then it's so, so it may take you some time to think about this. It may take some time to really sit down and like, what are the actual tasks? And I'm giving you the overview today, but in terms of productivity, what are the actual tasks that, and maybe for you right now as a gym owner, it's like consultations and like consultations are like the heartbeat of what you're doing right now. And then your goal right now is to sit down with as many people as possible is to get as good as you can possibly be uh, with consultations and to make that hour turn into a $5,000 hour, meaning every time you sit down with somebody, it's a potential of a $5,000 sale, man, that's a great thing as a gym owner to spend time on. Right. But if you are doing that plus a billion other things, man, it's going to be hard to put the effort and time you need to get good. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Number four. And this is one that I'm uh, been, I, I think I've gotten a lot better and I have to thank you for this one, but recruiting and hiring. Yeah. So we've had a mantra probably in the last, you know, six months or so um, that's, I believe has changed the game for myself personally, but also in the mastermind. And that is who, not how. And we've done podcasts about that before, Mm -hmm. but um, I, no way am I creating for companies without understanding recruiting and understanding hiring. Yeah, there you go. That's something I sent you uh, in the mail, right? Yep. Yep. Um, if you can't so, see that. I'm basically holding up a sign that says "Who, not how." So I sent I send these guys little postcards in the mail, and one of the the post I just sent them a postcard that said "Who, not how," and it had nothing else on it. Right. That's all it said. It's funny. I always feel like I get mail from you. Like I just get a ton of mail from Vince. It's fine. It's nice. It's always nice to open up a. You know, it's so funny. Every time I, I order an Amazon package, even though you know what it is, it's like giving yourself a gift. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, no. mail, it's know, a it's drug-like cool. effect to get mail. Yeah. yeah. Um, but y- 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 your company will always go as far as the people that you put in place, especially in, an, in the gym industry. Your business is really only going to be as good as the staff that you put out on the floor. If you have a shitty staff, you're going to have a shitty business. 
That's the, that's the end result of it. So you got to be able to find right. You got to be able to identify. You have to be able to have a good hiring process because I will tell you this, you running through a lot of different people is, is one of the most expensive things that you could possibly do. So finding good people, understanding how to keep good people that I mean, keeping good people is really comes back to the leadership side, but um, recruiting and hiring and identifying good talent. I mean, I'll tell you this, you know, we uh, just brought on two new people for the agency that I know are going to be outstanding. Um, and it, it becomes a game of um, you getting good at identifying what does the company need and then fulfilling that role with the right person. So EOS has a thing called the right people, right seats. And that might be a Jim Collins thing, but anyway, right people, right seats. Your ability to find the right people put them in the right seats is a skill, man, that is going to take your business really, really far. So you, you got to get good at, at identifying what you need. And you got to get good at finding the right people for it. Yeah. I think I learned, I watched watching you do this, like even with your own business, you know, you hired a sales guy in the middle of a pandemic and he, that's his job is just strictly to sell. And it was kind of like, I don't know, a light bulb went off of me. It's like, you know, instead of trying to make everybody learn sales, I could always just hire a salesperson. It was just like a simple thing when you think about it, but watching, and this goes it's back the to biggest, about it's the biggest hiring them. mistake. Yeah. It's that we try and I've made this mistake myself many times that we try. And, and, and so I do believe, you know, the whole hire for, for hire for uh, what is it? Character trained for skill. Well, yeah, you're always going to hire a high character, hopefully hire, hire high character people. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't hire people that have a skill that can do what you need them to do. Right. And you don't have to, it, I believe that trainers are probably the only one personal trainers that you can hire with like almost no experience and you can train them to teach them with what you want to know, but all the other positions in your business, they should come in with some kind of expertise already. So it doesn't take you forever to get them up to speed and to train them and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think you're right with, with that. Yeah. And going back to what you said earlier, this is why having a good mentor is really, really important because I learn things from you all the time. And it's not even like the things that you say, you know, sometimes it's just like your actions and what you do. And it just kind of like, like I said, like the light bulb went off for me when you did that. I'm like, wow, that means I don't have to hire. I don't have to teach anybody to do anything. I could just hire for that. <laughs> it seems like such a simple thing, but in the moment you don't think about it, you know, when you're in it. Well, I, I, I will say this is that, you know, one of the other than I just love business, right? I like, and that's why I like multiple different companies because I just like the game of business and the, the thought of me opening one, and this is just my personal opinion and this is how I'm wired, but the thought of me opening one um, multiple of the exact same thing just isn't really that interesting. I enjoy the difference in, and creating the same platforms in terms of having the same guiding principles of business and core values, but having different businesses. Yeah. But I will say that that part of one of the reasons why I do that is the exact, exact reason I'm leading you guys. Right. Right. So I always need to make sure that I am progressing as an entrepreneur and a business owner, because you guys are getting damn good. Right. 
you guys are getting good. And in order for me to continue to lead you guys, I got to put myself in situations that are stressful and different and, you know, that I can learn, you know, and stay ahead versus if I just kind of sat back and had my one little gym and like, no, you guys are moving and shaking and doing, especially the CEO mastermind that's coming into town. All these guys are doing big, big things. So that's one of the the other reasons of why I do it. Um, Other than I just enjoy it. What's next? Do you have anything in the pipeline, Vince? Anything that like you're thinking about doing next? We're we're the agents. The agency is what's next. I mean, the agency is 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 the new business, um, but it is it, it is the the thing that I think is going to be a a monster presence in the health and fitness industry from a marketing perspective. And this is actually just the 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 doing marketing for businesses, right? So, so the difference between a coaching consulting business, which is FBU, right? Which is I'm teaching skills, right? I'm teaching people how to market better. I'm teaching you guys how to sell better. I'm giving you resources, right? But in that mastermind, I'm not doing it for you. Versus the agency is that. The agency is we do it for you. We build you a website. We run your ads for you. We give you the CRMs, right? So that's the difference between the two. Now, the two are very synergistic as many of clients in the, in the uh, consulting business also use the agency because it's based on the same principles. And you guys, there's trust already, um, already there. Plus, here's the thing. You guys, we're going to go out and do this stuff anyway, yeah. right? You're going to go out and you're going to have someone run your ads for you. You're going to go out and you're gonna, you might as well have it based on the principles that you already believe in. Right. So that's, that's kind of, that's, that's probably my next big push is we're growing that team and pushing that business out to be Which scalable. It was really powerful actually, because on the last mastermind call, um, your partner in the uh, marketing business pulled up a bad ad. And that was like really cool to see that because we all know, we all think we know what bad marketing is, but this idea sounded really good with the pizza boxes thing and sounded really good. And then when he showed it, it was like, wow, that's, really really bad <laughs> and yeah. you kind of it's, it's cool to see that though like so i think it's vital you're 100 right i think it's gonna that that side of it's gonna explode because it's good marketing and then you realize what's good and bad marketing it's funny last night i was uh every time i put my kids to bed i try and you know put them to bed and teach them stuff um but i was going over a, a newspaper so we just had another ad in the newspaper that did really well and i was showing my daughter, Bella, who's really into this stuff, uh, she's nine, but I was showing her bad marketing and showing her headlines. And I was teaching her like what the, I, was, I taught her last night that the headline is the ad for the ad, is right. that the job of the headline is to get them to read the rest of the ad. And a lot of the, the ads that were in the newspaper, the headline was their logo. And I was like, Bella, that's garbage. I'm like, anyone that puts their business name or the, and so she's pointing them out at nine years old. I was like, all right, what's that one? Good ad or bad? She's like, no, that's bad because they don't have a good headline. And then we were like, find one that has a good headline. Like there was one last night that actually, uh, it it was, uh, the headline was arm pain question mark, which I thought for a local newspaper, it's not that bad because it's just, it's drawing out people. But then there was no offer. 
Right. So I was like, all right, Bella, what they got to do is they got, you know, if they're going to get to use direct response marketing. They got to have an office. So it's like, it was really fun last night. That's it, it was. Uh, so last night I was pointing out bad ads with my daughter. It was great. That's good, man. You're a good dad. You're I'm trying. Hey, I have a, I have a great role model in, in, in a guy named Joe Hashi that I, I watched Joe Hashi parent his children. Um, and I'm so glad he put stuff out on social media. Um, it, it, it is, it does not come naturally to me. I'll be honest with you. It's something I have to work hard at. Um, I was playing lightsabers with my son in the first five minutes. I'm like, mom was like, Oh God, I get the hell out of here. And like, because <laughs> we're playing like lightsabers and then finally five minutes later, we get into it. And then like, I was, I was fine, but it's just like, like my dad never did anything like my dad like was at work and he come home and pat me on the head like you know there's never anything like that but i'm realizing that's important right and i, I and i watch and i learn from like from guys like other people too but joe hashi is my 100 role model as as a father to watch how he parents his kids and i've been present with him when he's parented his kids and it's just, it's brilliant. It really is amazing. If you don't follow Joe Hashi and, you know, Joe Hashi is one of our uh, top CEO members, but also as a coach for FBU, um, follow him on, on, on Facebook and you'll see some cool stuff. If you're a dad out there, um, you'll see some really cool stuff that he does uh, with his family. So uh, you're doing good. You're doing well. I'm working at it. Dad, working at you're it. a good uh, gym owner. You're a good business owner. You're a good coach. You're a good guy, man. That's why I'm, I'm here. I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm striving to get better every day. That's all That's it is. All we can do. That's all any of us can do. But with that said, guys, if you want to strive to get better every day, head on over to vincesfreebook.com. Pick up that black marketing book there behind him. That is an amazing book that will help to change your life. And until next time, guys, we will catch you on the next one. Peace.